Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. everybody fire the cannon once again back with you uh jeremy hubbard here and uh we've been away for a little bit we missed last week uh, a lot of stuff going on last week around brook hill the uh brook hill golf classic was last monday at eagles bluff beginning of winter sport practices basketball soccer everything kicking off and then, and then uh, also with football and volleyball going strong there were just not many days uh to get everybody together last week and we apologize for that i know that a lot of you listen in and you hear uh, everything that's going on uh, through Fire the Cannon. I apologize for that, but we are back this week and we're going to try to get caught up with you and uh, get you up to date on what's going on uh, with all of our sports here at Brook Hill. But before we get into our coaches interview, just want to make sure and uh, mention a few things to you uh, that you may want to know. Our varsity volleyball team, as you'll hear a little bit later on, uh, they have uh, qualified for the TAPS for a state playoffs. Uh, they will not have anything this week in terms of games, so uh, they'll get the week off to rest. And talking to Coach Hubbard, um, she, I think, is very thankful for that to get a little rest and get everybody uh, healthy. It's a little banged up. Uh, but they'll be back in action the following week, uh, and they know for sure they're going to be taking on Grace Prep out of Arlington uh, in the first round of the playoffs. It's actually the second round of the playoffs. It'll be their first playoff game um, the following week. Also, football this week on the road, a non-district game. Uh, football will be uh, varsity football will be traveling down to Houston to play the village school. Uh, they are a, um, they're a six, eight tap school. Uh, they play an independent schedule, much like some of the other teams that we've seen. For example, all saints does that Dallas Shelton. So some schools, you know, kind of what that looks like, but they're an independent uh, schedule. Uh, and that game will be Friday at 6 PM, um, at the village school in Houston but you can hear it broadcast uh, live, live stream, Brett Swinney and the NetSN guys. Uh, we'll have that game for you live on YouTube. You can search NetSN. Uh, it'll be posted on our social media accounts and all that as well. Uh, that kickoff is at 6, so make sure you note that that 6 o'clock kickoff on Friday. Uh, also, uh, just thinking through some things that uh, probably need to be uh, talked about, just on behalf of the athletic department, thanks to everyone who participated in the uh, uh, Brook Hill Golf Classic uh, last Monday at Eagles Bluff. Um, and it was a, a huge success. A lot of people out there, uh, a lot of you guys won some pretty cool raffle items, and I know those winners have been notified. The winners were posted on social media uh, for everybody to see that. So we appreciate everyone who did that. Uh, mentioned winter season's kickoff, or kicked off last week. Basketball and soccer teams uh, both started practicing uh, last Monday. And so we'll be uh, slowly uh, working – uh, those two teams into the mix here on Fire the Cannon over the next couple of weeks um, as uh, they begin to get closer to their season. Actually, uh, our, our girls' basketball program will be skirmishing uh, next Saturday, actually, Saturday the 28th. Uh, you can check out the girls' basketball team. They scrimmage at home um, at noon on Saturday. Uh, so all that's going on. Our middle school girls wrapped up their volleyball season this past week. They'll be moving on to – basketball or soccer this week. So just a bunch of moving pieces that we'll 
try to cover the best we can during this overlap. It'll be uh, really busy the next few weeks around Brook Hill, but we will make sure we get all that covered. So that's what kind of what we have going forward um, in the next few weeks here on Fire the Cannon. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move right uh, into our interviews this week. Uh, number one, we will lead off with uh, Coach Josiah White in cross country. His middle school wrapped up their season last week, and the varsity district meet uh, was this past week, and uh, we fared pretty well. But uh, let's just sit down and listen to our interview with uh, Coach White. All right, Coach, uh, a lot of things have happened since the last time we talked in the world of cross country, and let's start uh, with, I guess, what I think is the biggest news and the best news that we've got recently, and that was uh, this past week. Uh, you guys competed in the high school district championship, and uh, we fared pretty stinking well, I would say, as the girls yeah. won, the, won the district championship. The boys got their runner-up, and we have the girls' individual champion as Coach Abagunde finished as a district champion, and Blair Brister was third. So a great week at the district championship for you guys. Yeah, both teams competed really well. Obviously, uh, you know, with Koju winning, um, I knew she was capable of that. But I don't know if she did <laughs> going into it. So both teams are really excited, really proud of our, our guys and our girls. I just told them that we want to run competitively. Obviously, we want to run. Everybody wants to run their best race on the same day. I don't know how realistic that is. So um, let's make sure that your desire is to run to your fitness level. And what that means is we got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that was my challenge to him. And I was really impressed with how we did. I thought, um, you know, we got uncomfortable. So that was fun to watch our kids compete that way. You know, you mentioned everybody running their best race, and you're like, Man, I don't know if it's possible, but I'm looking at the girls' finishers. We had seven, all seven placed in the top 15. Mm -hmm. First, first, third, seventh, eighth, tenth, eleventh, thirteenth. And that's how you win a district championship coach by having uh, everybody finish in that top 13. Even on the boys' side, they're the runner up overall, but they finished sixth, seventh, ninth, eleventh, fourteenth. And uh, man, that's just a testament to those kids. And as you mentioned, you, you've talked about it all year long. You, you you train to perform at your best at the end, and that's that's what they did. Yeah, they could. We competed. We definitely that. You know, times. I don't know that anybody uh, other than Koju, I think, had a had a PR, but com competition wise, and every course is different. So that's another thing that I told them because some of the kids are walking away and they're like, Coach, I ran. 20 seconds slower than my PR. And I said, you know what? Every, every course is different. Um, every day is different. How hot it was, what time of the day you ran. Uh, I was talking to one of our guys and I said, uh, and honestly, a lot of it depends on like how fast the leaders go out. Right. If, if a uh, race, if you're in a race and everybody knows, well, these are the people that are in front. We know, who's going to win and they take it out conservatively, then nobody passes them. Everybody is like, okay, I'm content most of the time to be conservative. So competition wise. Yeah. I really was happy with how our, how our guys and our girls competed. Um, and just, I said, today's about passing people. How many jerseys can you pass? How many different color jerseys can you pass? And, uh, they took that seriously. Yeah, you're. I mean, we both coach basketball. You know this. You can win one game one day, scoring 85. You need 85 to win, and some days you need 35 to win. You know, it's just yeah. 
you, you, man, but you're absolutely right. And, and, and that, that's just a testament. Like I said, to those kids and how hard they've worked and mentally, I think that the more that I've heard you talk about cross country, yeah, it's a physical thing and you got to train your body. Right. But I think it's so much mental, all those things that you're mm-hmm. talking about are so important. So next up for them, the tap state meet in Waco, that's October 30th. So that's next Monday. Um, and both teams will be competing. Uh, and then Koju, of course, is district champion. And now all, all their individual times count as well. But Koju is the district champion. You know, I don't, I don't know what times are in other areas or whatever. But I mean, she's going to be, and even Blair finishing third. You got to think those two have a shot to uh, to, to place well individually, also. Yeah, uh, they really do. And again, I think that's going to come down to a place of you know, how competitive are you going to be on that day? It's going to be in the afternoon, so it's going to be hotter. Um, that's tough to know how that's going to affect a lot of people because there's probably literally, I would say almost no one who has run at one o'clock yet. And there's not a single cross country meet that we've been to that the gun didn't go off until one o'clock. And so I imagine that's probably the same way. That's just, uh, unusual for cross country, but when it's with the state meet, that's not unusual because you're trying to pack six classes in yeah. in one day. So that'll definitely play a factor, but that really will be um, let's just go and compete and and who can who can handle the heat of one o'clock better than everybody else. So I'm excited for our kids. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited, especially Blair and Koju. Um, you know, how can you get can you get in that top group and race them? Can you stay with them? So it'll be fun. You know, weathermen are are sometimes right and sometimes wrong. I guess it's the only job where you can be fifty fifty and everybody's happy, or at least some people are happy. But looking ahead, you mentioned that heat. It, it has been unusually hot the last couple of weeks. I'm looking ahead to Monday, October thirtieth, and as of right now kind of the 10-day forecast looks like it could be in the 60s and even a little chance of rain. So that would also be a huge factor uh, going forward. Um, yeah. So good luck to those guys. I know they'll be training hard as they move forward. The other thing I want to talk about that we haven't had a chance to talk about since last time we visited uh, is middle school. Uh, middle school, not this past week, but the week before, they had a couple of big meets, and we had mentioned that the last time we visited. They had the TAPSAG meet, I believe, on on a Tuesday. And then turn around and have the middle school state championship on Saturday. Talk a little bit about those two meets and kind of how I know we had some great performances from our athletes yeah. as well. Yeah, the tap sack was really good. Our girls, middle school girls team, finished second, and that's all the Tyler, the private Tyler schools. And then um, our guys were third, and we had two kids in each, uh, guys and girls that were in the top ten. So Lily Shaw and Addie Green. We're in the top 10 for the girls. And then Coleman Krim and Austin Foster for the boys. So really excited about um, that finish as a team-wise and having two in the top 10. And, you know, we get three of those middle schoolers back. So two seventh graders, a sixth grader. Coleman is the only eighth grader um, that'll be moving on into high, upper school next year. But I was really excited about how we did team-wise in both of those meets, if we look at the state meet, um, again, Lily and Addie, Lily finished second, Addie was third, and then we had Kinley. She was in the top 10. I think Kinley was 
uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think eighth, seventh or eighth, and then Maya was right behind her at eighth or ninth. And so having four girls in the top ten, they did a great job. They won the team championship. Um, our guys performed their the best that they ever have as a team. Uh, I got to watch five of our guys all come in um, right with each other with 300 meters to go. And that was a good sign. They were packed, but they were running competitively. Nobody was running back. Everybody was running up. And that was a great finish for our guys. We had one one guy, he, what we call in the cross-country world, a side stitch, side cramps. He got a side cramp. If that doesn't happen, our guys would have got second. Um, so they were they were in a close race and got third at the state meet. But still really proud of their effort and how they did all season long, watching the kids uh, just continually improve. What's really cool about our middle school state meet is that our kids can look and see how they did at the Warrior Run, the exact same course, just a little over a month ago, and compare those times. And that's what I encourage them to do because they saw, man, we really took a lot of time off. Um, so that was good. Yeah, and, and of course, if they're in middle school again next year, then they're going to run those same two course or you know the same course twice next year, and they'll get to compare there. And then going to high school, they you know usually have at least one meet at Brookhill, the Warrior Run, and then you know who knows about the district meet going forward. I know that changes every couple of years, but um, man, it, it was a great year for the middle schoolers. I thought just to kind of watch them as they progressed and to see the same names at the top, but also see other names work their way in there. I mean, you mentioned a couple of sixth graders and and Maya Morris and Kenley Falls that. Um, you know, have have really the first time we we talked about them finishing up high, but for them to, them to do that at the end is is pretty impressive. And then, of yeah. course, what the high school has done has been so great. And coach, we'll be looking forward to uh, what the middle schoolers do next year. But the state meet still to come for the high schoolers next Monday, October thirtieth, in Waco. And coach will be pulling for a man. If our, if our team can do that well again, that'd be awesome. I'm not sure we've ever had a cross country team state champion. I'd have to go back and look. I don't want to say we haven't, but that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll get after it. So All we've right. got a great week of training, and that's what we're geared for. So it'll be fun. Coach, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. They're pretty good results for the uh, cross-country team. As I mentioned in that interview, the state meet is uh, Monday, October 30th. And that will take place in Waco. So good luck to uh, those individuals in those teams as well. Let's talk a little volleyball now. I mentioned earlier uh, Coach Hubbard and, and that group uh, qualified for the playoffs. They had a busy last couple of weeks making up a game they missed earlier in the district season. Uh, they played uh, three games this past week. They were at the, on the road at Dallas Shelton on Tuesday. They got a win there. That clinched the playoff spot. Then they had to go to Dallas Christian on Thursday. And then they were at home against Dallas Christian on Friday afternoon. And uh, some of you got to go check that out. It was kind of a busy day Friday. But some of you got to go watch the volleyball game before uh, the tailgate and the football game. Uh, but uh, they are in the playoffs. And we visited with uh, Coach Hubbard a little bit about that. All right, Coach. Well, it's uh, been a while since we last visited. With everything that's gone on the last couple weeks at Brook Hill, we've had a little time off. But uh, let's jump right in. Let's talk about uh, the uh, playoff-bound varsity Lady Guard volleyball team. As uh, you guys uh, finished, I believe, uh, eight and six in the district. Is that right, Coach? Is that what it is? Seven and seven. Seven and seven. I'll tell you what. And in a tough district. Yes. Uh, that's not anything to be upset about is, I would say, it, at least two. And and actually, the way it worked out, just for people who haven't been following it, you know, uh, I think Dallas uh, Christian and McKinney Christian now are tied for second after 
after the way it all played out. I think they're going to have a playoff game. But uh, three of the better teams in the state above you, that's nothing to nothing to be to be upset about. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think, gosh, I'm trying to remember the last time we visited was before last week. You had three big games this week. Uh, one was Shelton uh, mm-hmm. and then two with, with Dallas Christian. Uh, you got that win on Tuesday against Shelton. Uh, they kind of sewed things up uh, right. to, get, to get in. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the last couple of weeks and how you guys have, uh, you know, I thought I, I, I got to see a little bit of the Dallas Christian game on Friday, the second matchup of, of back-to-back days. But even on Thursday, uh, you competed well with those guys. Talk a little bit about, about last week and kind of how you feel about where you're at right now. Yeah, well, uh, Tuesday, like you said, was a, a big game um, just because it was the game that solidified it, solidified uh, playoffs for us. Um, you know, we did have uh, Gracie g- come down with an injury that game at the end. Um, so that put us in a bit of a tight spot for our two Dallas Christian games. But the girls really, um, really took the challenge and showed up to play. Um, we did end up taking a set off of Dallas Christian Thursday. So that was really, really good. A big confidence boost. And, um, you know, the, the girls just never gave up and they really fought for it. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. Uh, you mentioned Gracie's injury and, and I know she got to play a little bit, maybe not all the way around like you'd like for her to, but you guys, you know, ha- have gone through that a lot this year. Really, there's been a lot of adversity with people, in, you know, in and out for different reasons and having to move people around. I think it's been good for you. Right. I agree. I think it's giving um, everybody an opportunity to raise the level of their own play. And everybody so far has really stepped up to that challenge. It's been fun to watch. I know you're excited about the the, the playoff starting. Uh, you'll kind of get a week, I hate to say a week off, because you'll get to work out this week. But uh, yeah. all half of the bracket uh, in the playoffs gets uh, a by-district bye. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll, you'll get to, to uh, work out a little bit, maybe get a little rest and get healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's looking like, and I know you and I were talking off the air, we don't know this is for sure, but it looks like probably Halloween night uh, you'll be on the road at Grace Prep. Uh, what, if anything, do you know about them so far? You know, I, what I've seen so far, um, they're really going to be comparable to teams in our district, teams that we've been playing and competing with all year. So we're going to pinpoint some uh, – places we've been struggling the last couple of weeks and really kind of tighten up those areas of our game and really be ready to compete and play with some fire. You know, what I think is interesting about that is the fact that, you know, you mentioned they're probably comparable and looking at records and stuff, you know, I would say that's probably true, but you've been playing against those teams and mm-hmm. in all reality, they, they really haven't. I mean, in their district, right. there's, it's really them and I'm not sure if they have anybody else at this level. So, I think that may be an advantage to you. Know, yeah, they're a talented team and, and, and going there, or whatever. But it's not a battle that you haven't been in already. I agree, and I, I think that is somewhat of to our advantage. Like you said, just you know, these teams aren't quite sure what to expect, and so when we show up, um, it's kind of always been it's been an eye opener. It is interesting. The teams as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our our fourth place team. <laughs> in the district would, would fare very well in theirs is, is what right. I believe truthfully. Um, so that'll be coming up. We'll, we'll have more information as it comes uh, out, but uh, looking like, I know we were talking, like I said, maybe Halloween night, but uh, when, as soon as that's solidified, you'll find that out on all of our social media and stuff like that. Um, moving on, let's talk a little bit about uh, the middle school because your middle school season just wrapped up uh, this past week and they actually had a couple of tournaments. I believe they had the, the TAPSAC tournament, I believe was on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. 
mm-hmm. and then the uh, middle school state championship the second year that we've had that. That was uh, this past Saturday. So talk a little bit about the middle school as they wrapped up and kind of what you thought. I know they had a, a great year also. Yeah, I think that these last two tournaments um, for our, our middle school teams were the great like cap point for their season. I think that they showed their progress that they've made. And especially Saturday, you know, our um, our seventh graders won the tournament on the seventh in the seventh grade division, which I know has to be a highlight of their season. They had a lot of fun Saturday. Um, and our eighth graders, too, you know, they went one and one Saturday, but they played some really good volleyball. Um, even from Wednesday to Saturday, they were a completely different team. We were dealing with some lineup changes and personnel changes and position changes, and they really, uh, really had a lot of fun, and they just went with it, and they did a great job. Yeah, it's been exciting to watch them, and and, and being a teacher in the middle school, to hear them talk about the seasons that's gone on, and they have grown more confident in themselves. I think early on they weren't real sure, and then – They've, they've yeah. really had some success over the last couple of weeks, so it's been fun to watch them. So, uh, Coach, it's been a great year for the middle school. Varsity's not done yet. Uh, get healthy this week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Coach. Make sure you um, make plans to the volleyball playoff game. Uh, looking like it's probably going to be Halloween night, but uh, we'll know for sure in the next couple of days, and we'll let you know. As, as the, the guard volleyball team will travel to Arlington to take on Grace Prep. Should be a fun one uh, that night. And finally today, we're going to talk with the head football coach, Scott Ryle. As, uh, since we've talked, uh, the football team has gone one and one in district play, got a win on the road to Dallas Covenant, uh, fell at home to Dallas Christian this past Friday, and now a uh, non-district game this week against the Village School before uh, the district finale next week. But uh, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we had a chance to sit down with Coach Scott Ryle. So it's been a couple of weeks, and a lot of things uh, since we visited last, we could start. In a lot of different places, we had the realignment that came out. We've had two football games that came out. We've just a lot going on. But let's let's start with a couple of games because um, two, uh, a week ago uh, we went up to Dallas in the first district game. Of course, we only got three this year, so it's a little bit different than than normal. But went to Dallas uh, a week ago uh, against Covenant, a team that had, had beaten us the year before, and a team that you know was well coached and had had some. Had some talented athletes, but uh, we were able to go up there and get that uh, 36 to nothing win to start district off, right? Talk a little bit about that. I know it was a couple weeks ago, but talk a little bit about that game and kind of what, what you saw in that one. You know, I, th- I thought our kids were well-focused and prepared, uh, preparing correctly all week. I was really excited about how they accepted uh, the challenge of the week. And, and uh, I mean, even, even at the beginning of warm-ups, I think we all coaches looked at each other and said, we're ready to go. So, and, and the score dictated that. I think most of our kids got in that Late in that game, the kids on both sides of Paul played uh, really well. And you can kind of speak to this. I think that when you know a team has grown up is when they're really locked in. And, and you mentioned before the game, but even late in the game, we had actually made a bunch of substitutions and, and a bunch of guys were out of the game. And, and some of the, the JV guys or some even the twos on the varsity were in there. And uh, they didn't want to give up a point. There was a, a moment where Covenant was driving there at the end of the game. And we noticed, and we talked about it on the headsets even at the time, that, that our guys – we're locked in in a blowout win, um, which is kind of rare, Coach. I mean, that, that kind of shows a little bit of maturity that's come along. It does. And I know uh, defense wants that goose egg. And, um, you know, and I really was excited that those twos and those uh, young guys got in there and were able to keep that. Uh, I thought we – the guys that – the typical starters are on the sideline. They're, they're in the game. They're helping out the defense. And that was really awesome to see the team come together. 
So that was a big win for us uh, on the road, and, and it got us started off 1-0 district, which is huge. Three teams out of the four make the playoffs. It kind of gave us the leg up. This past Friday on senior night, a little bit different. Dallas Christian comes in. Of course, if you've followed Brook Hill football or Taps football at all in the last few years, you kind of know that um, kind of they're the standard and what they've done with Coach Wheeler being there forever and the talent that they have. And, uh, you know, the scoreboard was not great in our favor Friday. 55-3 to was the final score. But even in the even in the – the moments after that, and you, you're disappointed in the in the loss, obviously, but there were some things that were on film that were positive. There were some things to learn from, but it wasn't all bad. It wasn't as bad as maybe you would think in that situation. You know, I, I think that's that's a good thing about film on Saturday. You can you can take tidbits. You know, the one thing that was you know frustrating as as my uh, for our team and is I think we made some really really bad mistakes and that haven't been there last few weeks. And I don't know what that was. I thought we had a great week of practice and you know, coach Wheeler does a heck of a job. They came out with a, a different look on defense. They've done all year. And uh, I know coach even said something to me after the game that uh, we're probably one of the best Brook Hill teams he's seen yet um, in the years I've been here. So, um, you know, they took us very serious. They came out with a new scheme and, you know, we didn't handle that very well. And, you know, hopefully we get a chance uh, to play them again in, in uh, round three. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. It kind of gives me the freedom to say this. I think that one of the things that, that I took away from it, from talking to some of their coaches after the game, was I think that um, they expected more out of us, too. I think that we kind of, you know, that's a credit to our kids. They've earned their respect and the fact that they did have to come up with a new plan. They did want to try something different. I think they expected, uh, you know, and, and you mentioned we made a lot of mistakes, and I think that that's something they didn't expect from us either. Yeah, and, and we, we had some injuries up front, and, and some guys had to move some – it's a new spot, so there's a learning curve with that. You know, we had a new center. You know, Alexander had to move to the side, and, and Ben Krutzinger had to step up, which he did a great job. And and uh, we're, those guys are going to get better at those new positions if we don't get guys back. And hopefully we're ready to play them again uh, in a few weeks. Man, it's a, it's a crazy thing. I feel like every time we line up with those guys, we're missing at least one or two key pieces. It just happens to fall that way. Yeah. Um, so going into this week now, a non-district game, we're, we're sitting at one and one in district. We have a district game next week at McKinney, and this would have been the week that uh, I believe originally would have been All Saints, and that, of course, they dropped out two years ago or whatever. But uh, we're traveling down to Houston, West Houston, to take on the Village School, which is the TAP 6A school that plays uh, an independent schedule, kind of like what All Saints or uh, even Shelton does now. Uh, you know, it's not a school that we have a long history of playing. I'm not sure the Brook Hills ever played the Village School uh, in football, but uh, – Talk a little bit about them and kind of how, not necessarily how the game came about. I think it was just kind of like, okay, what can we find that we have a game? But talk a little bit about them and, and the challenges even that trip brings is we're going to have to go travel to Houston, and it, it changes our schedule a little bit. It will. And, you know, I think it's a good test for when we go uh, later in the playoffs and we are on the road. You know, I think uh, having a, a trip that's three and a half, four hours away, we might get that if we have to play Lubbock in, in round two. Um, so I think this will be a good test for our team and how we respond and how we prepare on a long, long trip. Um, you know, the village school is really interesting. They're like us. They're a boarding school, which there's not many of us out there. Uh, I talked to coach before the season. Um, he has the same, um, challenges as we do. Sometimes we don't see our kids until August one and he has that same challenge as well. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about the game. And like you, like I said earlier, I think it's going to prepare us as we get to the playoffs and learn how to travel, um, a distance like that. And a couple of things about that game. Of course, kickoff is going to be at 6 p.m. That's obviously a lot different, so make sure you're aware of that if you're going to be traveling to Houston. But if you're not, uh, also I know you you appreciate this, but NetSN is going to be broadcasting the game. Brett's going to travel down, uh, and he'll have that game uh, on YouTube if you want to follow along 
on NetSN's YouTube page. Um, before I let you go, I do want to make mention of a couple things I think are important. Uh, the eighth grade team, on th- and I know middle school and JV are both kind of wrapping up, but all three teams went to Dallas Christian on Thursday, and the eighth grade got a huge win. And eighth grade is, is a group coach that that's a, a interesting dynamic as eighth graders because you're trying to let them still be middle school players, but you're trying to prepare them for high school also. And a lot of things are involved in that. But they went to D.C. Thursday, and after a rough start to their year, they've really played well the last few weeks, and they got a big win Thursday. Uh, talk a little bit about that group and kind of how they've performed over the last few weeks. You know, they're, they're a special group, and um, obviously my youngest is plays for them, so I get a, try to watch them as much as I can and um, they get some great players uh, like you said at the beginning of the year they played some big public schools and that's just unfortunate how their schedule went but I think it's prepared them as they get into teams that they're going to compete against um, throughout their career playing Dallas um, Christian and the, and the Graces and the All Saints and they've they've really done a great job uh, I'm excited for them the future looks bright with them next year uh, they're off this week as of now. I know we're, we're trying to work to find a game, but I think uh, their last schedule game at this point is next week. Uh, and, and I know, Coach, I think they're playing Gorman again. Is that right? That's correct. They're playing Gorman at at, uh, at Gorman. So make sure if you haven't watched those guys, come out and watch. Gorman's not that far of a drive. Go over there and check them out. It's it's really a fun group to watch. I don't get to watch them a lot because of JV, but we traveled to the same place and it was great. Um, and then the JV guys this week, this is their last game against John Paul II, unless something changed the last week. But um, they're scheduled to kick off Thursday at six, so make sure and get out there and watch them. That's also a group that they're fun to watch. Uh, they've they, they've kind of like that you mentioned middle school. The scheduling for for JV and middle school is always kind of funny. You just kind of get what you can where you can, and, and it makes it different. But I know you've been excited with those guys also. I am, and and you know one thing about JV when varsity gets banged up, guys slide up, and um, they get thinner and thinner as the year goes. And and what's exciting about them is they've fought really really hard and and won some big games, and I'm I'm excited for those young kids. Coach, we appreciate it, and we'll uh, visit with you again next week. All right, thank you. So, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, uh, kickoff, 6 p.m. on Friday. Don't forget that, and you can watch it here on uh, NetSN. Uh, If you can't make it to the Village School on Friday, 6 p.m. kickoff, broadcast with Brett Sweeney and his group. Uh, Should be an exciting night for Brickhill football and a chance to rebound uh, from a tough defeat uh, last Friday night against Dallas Christian. So a lot of stuff going on this week, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in, as always, to Fire the Cannon. And, um, you know, once again, I want to thank the, the fine folks at NetSN, uh, Brett Swinney and his group for all they do. Last man, last Friday was pretty eventful for NetSN and for Brook Hill. Is just to kind of give you an idea of what they go through and how they help us out. Last Friday, they broadcast the volleyball game. They started at 4.30, and they packed up, moved over to the football stadium, uh, and broadcast the football game, which started at 7.30. So, all those things you can go back and check uh, on the NetSN YouTube page. And also, you know, if there's a home event um, that uh, NetSN does not cover, usually, I'm not going to say all the time, but usually you can find those events on YouTube if you search Brook Hill Athletic Streams. Uh, I know that um, especially gym sports, uh, it's easy for us to do that. If NetSN's not there, we kind of cover or we we stream those games from the huddle camera, which is uh, – mounted up on the wall. So it's not ideal, but it's a chance for you at least to, to go back and watch the game. Or if you can't make it or you know somebody who can't make it, you can tell them uh, how to watch the game. So uh, check those out. NetSN on YouTube. Download the NetSN app. Uh, I, I've been checking the names on the Pick'em Contest for football and seen a lot of names on there that we recognize uh, that are new to the app. So congratulations. Uh, some of those guys have even, I think, been up there on the in the Pick'em Contest and had a chance to win. So 
Uh, thanks to everyone who's downloaded that app, and congratulations to those guys who have who have won things here in the last couple of weeks. So it's a uh, we'll uh, wrap this one up. We appreciate you listening once again to Fire the Cannon. Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.